Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. y'all. <laughs> What's going on guys? Welcome to another episode of uh, the Best Life Podcast and we are almost at 200 episodes, Danny. This oh, could be, is this, is it? it might be our 200 or 199, I don't know. I don't know, we'll need to look, but you know what? Dang. We are getting pretty close to a million downloads as well. Yes, uh, this will be, do. I think, 195, so we're getting pretty close here. Okay. Woo, wow, I'm getting- proud of us. Totally. So, I remember at the beginning, I thought we were, t- we were trying to think of new topics all the time. And I was like, this is hard. How are we going to get past like 30? But here we are. <laughs> you know what? We always have something to talk about. Um, actually, it's funny because we, our friend James Patrick, who we've actually had on the podcast, he had his event, his annual fitness business event called Fitposium last week. And he asked Danny and I to speak on supporting women, supporting women in business, right? So Danny and I, uh, per usual, did not really prep much of anything, but it was a really good talk because we were able to talk about partnerships. And although both of us have had partnerships that have gone sideways, uh, we have managed to have clear and honest communication between the two of us, which has gotten us to, I mean, it's almost like in December, it'll be three years doing this podcast. That is so cool. Yeah. And you know what I love that we talked about to his group was a lot about honest communication, which is so much of what we talk about here on the show. So it just, it just goes to show how that all works. And we even had a conversation. Do we want to talk about, do you want to announce your announcement? Do I want to announce my announcement? Yeah. About your. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can announce it. So we had a conversation the other day. Jill was like, Hey, I need to talk to you about something. And she brought up a new project that she had, which I'm really excited about. You want to tell them what it is? Yeah. So it's a brand new podcast. It is a second podcast and it's called Fit Biz U, letter U. Um, and essentially it was, a, I was, I've been thinking about it for a couple of months now and really it's just all about fitness business. So you guys are listening to this and Danny and I obviously talk a lot about entrepreneurship. Both of us um, work with new entrepreneurs or even more seasoned entrepreneurs in the digital business space. And this is probably, I would say two thirds of my revenue comes from business coaching now, even though I still do fitness and you know all that other stuff. So I was really thinking about wanting to talk more about business and figuring out a platform that would be good for that. And I actually did think about YouTube and I just knew myself and I was like, I'm not going to fucking do video. I just know that. Uh, Second of all, I was thinking about um, even just doing Instagram lives and making them into Instagram TVs. And I actually asked on my Instagram if it would be a podcast or if it would be an Instagram TV, which would you be more likely to? And it's pretty much split down, down the middle. I picked podcasting because I personally think that podcasting is in its infancy. Obviously, The Best Life has grown a ton in the last three years. Um, I feel like even though there are a ton of podcasts out there, I think it's like over 700,000 podcasts, like a ton of podcasts, but there's very few really good ones. So everyone starts a podcast, no one finishes one. And I think Danny and I knew getting started with this that we wanted to, we were going to do it as as long as it was fun. And we were just going to have honest communication. And here we are almost three years later, still going strong. And we don't like, we're not perfect. Like we don't, 
always do two episodes each week. Like this, this year has been a, a little bit challenging, but when it came to fitness business, I was like, okay, what's the, what is something that's not out there? What's different? And I really want to put my stake in the ground as the like number one female fitness business person. And because I feel like there's a huge opportunity there, if you are in the business space, if you're a personal trainer, health coach, something like that, all these business coaches are fucking dudes and it's fine. They're, it's not that they're not qualified, but their energy is so like bro-y and it's like man up and like all this stuff. And I'm like, that's fine and that's great. But there's all these women who are just going and joining their programs because there's no one else doing like a really good job. And so as someone who's been doing this pretty consistently for the last eight years, I was like, I really want, and what's like the best way to do that? So FitBizU is going to be publishing Monday through Friday and all the episodes are 15 minutes or less. So they're going to be super short episodes. Most of them are going to be solos. I'll probably get Danny on for an interview to pick her brain on some things. But yeah, I wanted just something that's completely just contained one single focus, no fitness, no nutrition, no relationships, no infidelity, <laughs> just fitness business. So well, yeah, I'm excited. I love it because you brought that to me. Like we hadn't talked in a week and a half or two weeks or a long time for us. Yep. And I'm sure it wasn't easy. And maybe you might've been worried about what I was thinking or what I was going to say or feel put out by it. And so I just love it to me. And that, you know, we, we just had that talk on like goddess communication and how we have these patients. And I think that's really key, you know, and I could have been like, whoa, I can't believe you're doing this behind my back or, you know, I could have taken it in a million ways, but I just love that you brought it to me. And I, um, you are the best person to learn from in fitness business. So holy crap, I'm for you. I'm uh, excited. Yeah. I mean, but it is one of those things where like, I don't want you ever to feel like I'm like, it's taking away my dedication or my commitment to this podcast, because this is obviously like my first love. And like, this is the thing that we've built to this point. And so if, if my new project was going to risk or was going to compromise this show or it was going to compromise our friendship, then that would have been an issue for me. And I would have had to go back to the drawing board and figure out what that might look like. And we probably would have had more conversations, but you're fucking cool as hell. And you operate in abundance mindset. And I just, you know, and I also trust, and this is one of the things that's hard. I think on the other side of the aisle is trusting that the other person will bring something up if they have an issue, you know, and you and I have had times where it's been a little bit scary to bring stuff up, but at the end of the day, we always bring stuff up to each other. So because of all those reps, I do trust that if you go away and you start to think about it and you start to talk to Jeff about it and you're like, you know, I'm really not cool with that actually. And there's something there and I can't figure out, like I do trust it. It'll come back and talk to me and I'll never be like, fuck you. I'm doing what I want. Like it's important to me that I maintain our friendship. And obviously this podcast means the, the world to me as well. So yeah, I mean, you do have to have trust on both sides too. Yeah. I, I just love that as an example of how we communicate and how we bring stuff up to each other. And I think it's, I, we try to practice what we preach. And I know we have had a lot of conversations of just saying, we try to be the type of person that we talk about on the podcast. Yep. We so, sure take our own advice. <laughs> but yeah, this episode was, but you know, we want, we got on, we want to talk about, um, what we want to talk about today, which is, do you want to introduce this topic? This is going to be, I mean, yeah. should we just call it karma? Should we just call it like, does yeah. karma really exist? And if it doesn't, should we kill ourselves? What should we do? <laughs> So we kind of want to talk about a little more petty stuff. And this kind of ties in to a little bit of my last solo episode of like, when is it my turn when you feel like you're doing all the things and things are going well for other people, but this a little twist on it. And it's like when things are going well for other people, but it's people who maybe did some shit who maybe don't deserve it, right? Like somebody who you just know that you've been working really hard and you're doing all the right things and you're posting 
And there's somebody who's just like, their stuff is crap. And somehow they go viral and they pick up a bunch of new followers and they pick up, you know, a bunch of new clients and they're having success. And you're just like, this is a shitty person. And I'll tell you where this came from. And I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but um, you guys know I had my boyfriend on the podcast and his, they went through infidelity in his relation, in his marriage. And it hasn't been that long. And she just got married on Sunday or Saturday. And I was asking how he's feeling about it. When she got engaged, he was like, I'm good. I'm good. But we, she was, I guess their family put it on Facebook live. So he's like watching it. And he was like, I wanted to hear this story. And so we're sitting there and I was like, well, how do you feel? And he, I think he was having a hard time admitting that he was hurt. And I said, well, what, what is it really? And he's just like, I don't know. And I said, well, for me, if it, if I was in your shoes, I would feel like it's unfair somehow. Like she's getting all the attention, like it's her wedding day and she's getting all the attention on her as she should. But you're sitting there in the back going, y'all don't know the true story. Like you don't know the truth. And I think there's this sense of unfairness and so he wishes well and he he's glad she's happy. And at the same time, he's like, there's some kind of, word that you can't put it on that's like but this bitch did this to me <laughs> no it's so, so true like pettiness it is and I mean so, it's, it's pettiness yeah. but it's also real and it's also human I remember feeling that way about Jade right after we split and I was I wasn't public about his infidelity in the marriage yet but I remember like and he's a he's a content creator the dude is a fucking genius but I remember he was like on Instagram like trying like he was like putting a lot of like relationship content up there on Instagram and like all these people are like, this is amazing. You're so great. You're such a great teacher. And I want to be like, these motherfuckers don't know that this dude had an affair for two years and he's on here trying to like be a relationship fucking expert. Now I'm right. like, okay, he actually is a relationship expert now. But back then, this is five years ago, right? When we were going through our stuff and he's just naturally a teacher. So he's not nearly as like open with his personal life as I am. So I don't even know that he's really even talked about his experience publicly um as someone who cheated and also if someone was cheated on he was actually cheated on by his like quote mistress i guess um and he did, i don't know he really like talked that much about that i've certainly talked a lot more about that but i remember seeing that and i was like this motherfucker like why like he thinks he's qualified to talk like and i remember just seeing these people really like enjoying his content and now i'm like okay it's justified the dude has done so much work on himself i've done a lot of work on myself we're in a really good place but i remember five years ago feeling like that base level self wanted to like start an anonymous instagram account and like blast them i mean of course i would never do that but that was like that secret indulgent thing that you wanted to do and like your most base level self yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about this and just validate that um, feeling because I, I could tell even with Jess, he didn't want to, he's like, no, 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 I'm really happy for her. And I was like, yeah, but isn't there a part of you that just is like, you know, wants to but say also, something? <laughs> but yeah. also, <laughs> asterisk, right? Like asterisk yes, there. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, I is it, the thing is like, we want to be, okay, I'm happy for them. I want to be abundance mindset. And you're like, but people don't know all the things, you know, and there's people in our industry. I know you and I have, you know, we've been part of different masterminds and there's people that we kind of held at a high standard. And then once we found out some shit about them, and someone else will go, Hey, do you know, so-and-so they're so great. And we're just kind of side. eye like, <laughs> but it's like, you have this feeling inside where you're like, these people, if they only knew, and I don't know what that is. I don't know what to call it. Cause part of me is like, it's not really jealousy and I don't, unfairness is the only word I can really come up with. Um, and I don't know. I, like I said, before we started this, I'm like, I don't know if there's gonna be any takeaways, but I feel like we just need to bring up that this 
valid feeling that people have. Yeah, I think we see this a lot in business, especially personal branding business, like you or I, you and I are in. There's kind of like this unspoken rule that everyone kind of knows you, it's a grind. Like we kind of know, like, okay, like you get in and like you have a little wins here and there, but for the most part, it grows over time. You're building trust with an audience, your following grows over time, like slowly, 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 right? And that's kind of like an unspoken rule. So when you do see someone who has like this viral success and they like just came on me and like, I don't know, for me, I know my sensitivity is that they're fucking young because it like makes me feel like, oh shit, I'm almost, I'm old. I'm like getting older. I'm starting to maybe be not as relevant anymore. So it, that's like, I think the thing that hits me is I'm like, they're 25. What do they know about business? They just like, they literally just graduated from college. So I have all of those. And of course I know as I'm saying it, that it's like base level shit. And really like the person doesn't matter how old they are. They can be qualified at whatever age, but I think I do have those feelings. And I guess maybe, I don't know if it's jealousy because I don't want to be that person. And I don't even necessarily want to have that success, but I look at someone like who kind of comes on the scene grows virally. And we do know those kind of people. And here's one really interesting thing. I actually interviewed Adam Schaefer, who is part of Mind Pump. And we didn't interview for this, but I interviewed him for a business call. And he said, you know, I really, or maybe he did say it on this one, I forget. But he said, I really, um, when people have viral success, because their podcast has grown linearly pretty much over the last five years, when they have viral success, they're not in a position to handle it quite yet. Not only are they not in a position to handle it like tactically, like they don't have like the backend systems, they don't have the scaling, they don't have the team, they don't have like whatever like strategic stuff they have in place. They don't have the fucking mindset, right? Like, so I think that it is, and it's something that Shantae, if you guys know the movement maestro, something she says a lot is like, I wish, I don't wish virality on anybody because they don't have the skill set. So I'm trying to think of like, I don't know. What about that chick who was on Dr. Phil? Catch me outside. Like, like people like that. Or yeah, like yeah. they go viral and then all of a sudden they have like a music, you know, video and then they're getting signed by somebody. And then like, where are they in a year? You know, where yeah. are they? And it's like a meme, right? Like, do you want to be a meme or do you want to be like something that has a uh, legacy and something that has sustainability? And so it's a little off topic from what we're talking about, but there is this feeling of unfairness. And so how do we, I think for me, I console myself thinking that there's some sort of karmic thing yeah. that's going to happen. That's how I like console myself. How do you make yourself feel better when you look at something like that and you're like, that doesn't seem fair. How do well, you make yourself you know, feel better? The karmic thing is interesting because that's what gets me upset at the beginning. And then I convince myself that it'll come around eventually. Because first I'm like, wait, they don't deserve this. They've been a crappy person. They've been lying, stealing, cheating whatever they've been doing and they bought followers they bought all those fucking followers yes yeah it's like there's so many things it's like what where is karma i thought if you worked hard you got the results and sometimes people take shortcuts and they get the results and so that's the piece where i'm like you know this doesn't really work and then i and then i just say well it's it's not gonna last something's gonna come down so in my head i do think eventually it'll come around although look at kim kardashian she had a viral thing right and she was able to use it and keep going. And so there's some people who just can sure. and will maybe, and it doesn't always come back around, but there are always lessons. I will say that even if someone was given, you know, a big following, a lot of success at once, like Jill said, they don't need, they don't have the systems to handle it or the mindset to handle it. Or if they do somehow catch up at some point, there's going to be struggle. At some point there's going to be something they're going to have to fix and switch and turn around or figure out because 
I don't know. I just, I just cannot believe that life could be that easy for everyone. Like even for Kardashian, I'm sure there's been some huge things, lawsuits and all kinds of struggles that she's been through in her come up and has had to figure it out. So I think it does come around, but sometimes it's, it sucks because you feel like it's not working in your favor. Yeah. I mean, and so then it goes to like, is the question like, is there a finite amount of success? which intellectually we know that there's not. So someone going viral has fucking nothing to do with me. (laughs) Like it doesn't. Somehow it feels unfair. It feels like an affront to my own work ethic. You know what I mean? It almost feels like, but wait, I follow the rules. I didn't buy followers. And I know a lot of my clients feel like this. You know, I mean, you and I are at a point right now where like we have a big enough audience that we don't have to buy followers. Like what's the difference between having like 40,000, 100,000, like whatever, it's not that big of a deal. But a lot of my clients will have like 500 followers and they're going, Jill, I just feel like my following is not representative of the work that I'm doing and I just want more people. And I'm like, and I understand that there is like a social proof aspect to having more followers. So it's really easy to just go, let me just buy another, let's buy like 9,000 just to get to 10K. Then we have the swipe up and all this kind of stuff, you know? So, and it's, and I think we talked about this in an episode recently, especially I think maybe the one on plagiarism. It's like, or no, pulling back the curtain. It's like fine, but then just be honest about it. I think that that's the thing that gets me the most is when I see someone getting ahead in dishonest ways or out of their integrity. And like you mentioned before, we do know a lot of people in the space. And when you kind of learn some of the behind the scenes things that are happening and you're like, this person is kind of an asshole. And like, why are they, why do people, why does this make people like them? It's weird. Like, is something off here? We had Jenna Scare on who talks about her uh, her relationship that ended a couple of years ago. And one of the interesting things that happened was she got out of her relationship and she was, um, with someone who cheated on her. And then I think we've actually mentioned him on the podcast, so I can say it, um, Mm -hmm. Lewis house. And then she got into another, and and they were together like five or seven. Yeah, they were 30. They were like five years. Yeah. Yeah, Like living together and everything. And then within a couple months, she, like found her person. She like found her like, you know, Prince Charming, like person she's getting ready to marry. And Danny and I remember looking at each other and going like, is something wrong with us? That like, it took us three years to like get into another serious relationship after our, you know, partners cheated. And we just had to go like, okay, but it's not a, it's not a finite amount of relationship success because like she found her person that doesn't say something about us not necessarily like getting into a relationship as quickly. Like, why does it feel so finite? Or why does it feel like there's a a ceiling to how much success there can be or how many uh, successful relationships there can be or how much money you can make or how many clients you can get? Yeah. We know that there's not. That's what I think. Yeah, I think it comes back to, we turn it back to what's wrong with me? How is it that if she could do it and, you know, her relationship ended the same way as ours did, how could she find someone in just three short months after? Or like with Jeff's ex-wife getting mm-hmm. married, he was he was going, well, you know, she's acting in the ways, all the ways she is now is like what I wanted her to be back when we were married. So was it my fault? Like why, mm-hmm. why is she suddenly changing? And I remember thinking the same with my ex. And I remember having this conversation with you of thinking, what if suddenly we get divorced and now suddenly he's really driven and he's trying really hard and he's into personal development. He's doing all the things I wanted to, wanted him to do. Then what does that say about me? Like, why was he doing it when we were together? And I think this happens a lot when people break up, the other person changes in, in the ways that you wanted them to be when you were together. So you start going, was it me? Was it, was it me all along? And so there's, 
the unfairness of it happening for them, but then you start beating your own self up thinking something like, let's say the virality thing, even you're going, I thought I've been making good content. Why couldn't I come up with the viral post? Like, why did they, what am I doing wrong? I must be doing something wrong if they're getting ahead. And so I don't know, it's just a weird piece where it's a big internal struggle of you're beating yourself up. You're looking at the unfairness of them. You're like, karma isn't working in my favor because I'm a good person. And you just sit there in this like stew of just icky feelings and not a lot. Or to you be feel like someone that. helped you like, or someone helped them up or something. You know what I mean? Like, so this yeah. is something that when I first started Jill Fit, I had kind of come up with metabolic effect. Um, and I was part of metabolic effect starting in like 2006. And I worked for Emmy for free pretty much for like the next five years. I didn't actually start getting paid for metabolic effect till I had already started Jill Fit, but I was an integral part of the business. I was, you know, I got a lot of my expenses taken care of. Jade always covered all of our, like all of our travel costs, all of our dinners, like whatever. So I never got like actually paid, but I always got like the perks of being there and I was in all their videos and in the book. And I was like in, I was a face of metabolic effect. And so I had a lot of people say that Jill Fit rode the coattails of metabolic effect. And also that it was because I did competitions and I was like in magazines and I was like, and so I got a leg up. I wasn't starting from scratch. I was riding the coattails of metabolic effect. And I was like, you're right. This is what I said. I was like, you're actually right. But all those were my decisions too, to be part of metabolic effect, to do competitions, to like, so while they weren't direct, like things that I did or actions I took for Jill Fit, they were all still things that I had to do to sacrifice to like literally work for metabolic effect, not get paid for six years. And like still like that, those all were choices. So while, and, but a lot of people like not a lot, but like did have people saying, well, you know, do you think that you'd be that successful if you weren't part of metabolic effect? And Jade gets pissed because he's like, yeah, absolutely. You fucking would. And like, he gets kind of pissed on about that. But I remember like, so we can look at people and go, well, you know, they're just so-and-so really went to bat for them or, you know, they came up through so-and-so. And I think we need to catch ourselves on that because again, they did come up through so-and-so, but that was also a series of decisions that they made. I don't know if you ever got that where people are like, well, you did shows. So like, you just know everyone in the industry. It's easy for you because you already know everybody and you want to be like, yeah, motherfucker, I did do shows. And that was also a choice that I made too. Yeah. And sacrifice. Yeah, totally. I mean. I've definitely gotten those, like you got lucky or you even just saying you're so lucky and I'm going, I'm so lucky. You have no idea what I've had to do to get here. Or even if you meet the, I'm putting in finger quotes, like meet the right person. Well, guess what? I paid to go to those big events. I paid to show up. I, I intentionally sought out those relationships. I nurtured those relationships. So even if a relationship helped you get up, that person did all the work there. So it's interesting too, because when it's, when the shoe's on the other foot, you can think of all the reasons why like you deserve, like you deserve the virality, you deserve the leg up from someone else. But when you're standing on the outside, it's so easy to look at someone and be like, that's not fair. She didn't deserve it. It's a you know, shortcut. It just goes yeah, against, yeah. Like, you know, it goes against like the hardworking American, right? Like that like idea we yeah. have about like, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be linear. There's, you know, it's supposed to be like this slow kind of, you know, and I think for the majority of the time it is, I think like 99% of the time it actually is really that. I think what's that quote that's like, what looks like an overnight success is 20 years in the making. It's like, yeah, most of the stuff is that. So as humans, we like predictability. We like certainty. We like familiarity. So I like knowing, well, you work hard and you slowly make progress. And so long as I do that, I'm safe and everything's certain and whatever. So when we see an example of someone who bucks that trend, we're like, but wait, 
that's not fair because you didn't do what the rest of us had to do. You know, it's like someone cutting in the line, right? It's like, but I, or like we see this all the time in fucking just traffic. There'd be traffic and then some person wants to come down the like breakdown lane and what does everyone else do? They pull over because they're like, you're not, you haven't earned the right to be in front of us. We're putting in our time in this traffic. I mean, this is so silly, but it is. It's like, and so about that, I think there's this, certainty and predictability that we like about having this very linear, slow climb. And when some, yeah. we see an example of someone who bucks that, and what would you say? Like, so it's interesting because there's a big, um, like in the, um, what's the word? Like the manifestation community, there is this idea that things don't have to be hard. Like you can just okay. think yourself into, what do you make of that? Like you can exponentiate your success. It doesn't need to be hard. Like, gosh, Oh, it's so good. I don't know. You know, there's so many things in the manifestation community that I want to agree with. And then some of it sounds like such nonsense and such bullshit. And I'm like, maybe because it just hasn't worked for me. And some people I see it seems to work for and some confused as hell. Um, I, you know, I want to believe that things don't have to be hard, but I also think that there's so many lessons in the hard things. I was, I wrote this, I don't know if I told you this. So I, you know, sometimes you get these random ideas in the middle of the night and sometimes I get some kind of stupid ideas and I'll like make a note on my phone so I made this note on my phone I was like I'm going to create this parody and I'm going to create this this program and it's going to be called the hard way and I'm going to say stuff like you guys there's gurus out there everyone's telling you to get to get shortcuts and they're going to take you from a to b and show you how they got there but you know how they really got there the hard way. So you join my program and I'm going to make sure that you get all the lessons you need. We're going to make it difficult. Like just going on <laughs> in my brain about how I could have a program literally called the hard way and just pulling out all the copy of the normal sales gurus, like how to shortcut your success. I'm like, no, we're going to make it difficult because that's how you get the real lessons. And ultimately, I, I don't know. I don't know if it should be easy or not. I, you know, I, I think there is something to be said about following a mentor who went ahead of you and got through the hard lessons so you can like fast forward your progress. But I still think there are certain things that are going to be difficult and challenging and maybe should be because that's how we build strength and resilience. You can't, you can't build a, like, let's just talk about a physical body and bodybuilding. You can't build a strong muscular tone body without having resistance and a little bit of pain. You just can't. You, if you're not lifting weights, you're not going to get muscles. If you're not running faster and farther, you're not going to develop cardiovascular endurance. So I think there has to be some kind of challenge or resistance in order to build strength and resilience and muscle. And so I don't know. I don't know if I believe that it doesn't ever have to be hard. I think it's a little well, bit of bullshit. I think about um, like lottery winners, right? Like we've talked about this before. Oh. Like, you know, if you don't have like an education around money and don't understand wealth and like how to like really invest in things like that, if someone just gives you a shitload of cash, they're, what's the statistic? Like they, like 98, 99% of the people who win the lottery end up bankrupt or worse than they were before in like two, within two years. Within two years. That's so insane. So yeah, I mean, I think, so it kind of, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, not, we don't like wish ill on anybody, but like you don't have the, you don't have the mindset yet. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, I don't know if there's like any major takeaways. First of all, I just want you guys to feel super validated if you do have that and just recognize like, it's okay. Danny and I, you guys know we're like super real, which try and be like super honest with you. Just realize it's a base level 
way of operating. Like, you know, sometimes I'll call up Danny and be like, look, can I just fucking rant for a second? I realize that I'm being a huge victim here, but please just let me rant. So it's one of those things where you're like, ah, there's something there. Like why it doesn't follow the rules that we think should be. And I think it's valid. And I think also at the end of the day, realizing that someone else's journey has absolutely nothing to do with yours. I think we actually did an episode on like, we've done a bunch on abundance, but we've done one on comparison. And so realizing that this isn't a zero sum game just because someone, someone's post went viral and they got a shitload of followers. Yeah. It can feel unfair because you've been busting your ass for three years and you just got to 10,000 followers or something. People always buy followers. I guess I just look at it like in an industry, especially where there are a lot of people trying to cut corners, like being honest and being in your integrity is kind of the opportunity. I'm kind of like, that's where. And so if you are someone who is honest and you have integrity and you're operating your business in that way, then be more vocal about it. Talk about it. You know, like call it out, like do your due diligence to like bring that conversation to the forefront. Because I do believe that, you know, if you're a business coach and your number one thing is tell your clients to buy followers, like that's lazy fucking coaching. You know, there's a lot of other things. So I think, you know, just be honest about what you're doing. And we've said that before, but if you are someone who does quote, follow the rules or is in that like mentality of just taking small action steps. And I think for the majority of us, it, it is that way and it will be that way. So I don't know if there's another alternative. I don't think the strategy is try to go viral. I just don't think it is. I think the yeah. strategy is enjoy the process, love what you're talking about so that when you see someone else having success with something else, you can continue to keep your eyes on your paper. Like, hey, Jill, remember what you said you wanted to do? Do that. Don't try it. Don't like go over there. Don't have a squirrel brain. Don't like jump on and something like remember what was keep the main thing, the main thing. Remember what you wanted to do. Fall in love with your process again. And so I think for me, it's acknowledging that stuff, seeing it as very human and then coming back to, okay, but what's my goal? And like, how can I focus and how can I just reinvigorate my excitement about what I'm doing? Yeah. I think, and back to like the last episode I mentioned, what's for someone else is for them and what's, what's for you is for you. Um, when I was a trainer, brand new trainer, I was 24, 25 years old. And I had a client who was my age. She was coming four days a week. She used to drive in this brand new Escalade And she just got back from a cruise that she took all of her friends on her 25th birthday. And she told me her boyfriend won $25,000 on the craft table at the cruise. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she goes, yeah, but that's just like a normal day of money for him. And as I got to know her, because I had her four days a week, I just, she was talking about all these things she had and this money. And I'm like, how are we the same age? And I'm struggling here training for, you know, $15 an hour. And she's taking a group of 10 people on a cruise, winning 25 grand, acting like that's nothing. And she kept saying she had a cleaning business. And then after like six, eight months, I realized, well, I found out from her the truth. Oh, they crazy money. Wait, well, say that again. After you, leaving, you actually, later, I reached out to her. You cut off when you said, was, come to find out. <laughs> I missed the punchline. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, come to find out he was a meth dealer. Oh, shit. He, he sold meth. And that's why she was making insane amounts of money and had so many cars. Cause she was telling me she's getting marble put into her, on her house, her floors. And so about a year after I left, she reached out to me to ask something. And I asked how she was doing. Well, the FBI had caught on and he went to prison for like 30 years and she yeah. was ending up back at home cleaning floors for a living. So it was this big lesson for me too, of not to kind of covet what other people have because mm-hmm. we don't know. 
And so she had all that fast money, you know, amazing trips, amazing car, beautiful house, and everything was seized by the government. She was just lucky that she didn't get arrested as well. And it was just taken away in an instant. And that was a big lesson early on for me was just to go, okay, maybe you don't always want what people have. You don't always know the full picture. Back to even like what we were talking about with, we don't know the full picture of the seven figure business owner or how people got uh, their followers. We don't know, we don't know the full picture on anything. And we also don't know how it's going to look in a year, two years, three years. So we could be upset, jealous, feeling unfair in the moment, but back to the karma thing, you know, maybe it does always come around, maybe not, but it's not for us to worry about or how to fix that. Like that's not our job to be the karma police. Yeah. Be the detective, you know, and also I think about it, you know, you and I having been in internet business now for 10 years, not that, not that many people we started with are here and like, that's fine. They did, they just had to do other things and whatever. And like, that just wasn't like a priority for them. And I feel really proud, you know, that you have, you and I have both been able to continue to iterate and continue to stay relevant in ways and change and ebb and flow and pivot as necessary. And, um, cause not a lot of people have, and it's not that I wish them bad or they're weak people or anything like that. They decide to do other things. Right. And that's fine too. But I do, when I think about that, I'm like, yeah, we, like we, it is paying off. Like it has paid off and it continues to pay off. So I'm proud of us. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. So stick it out y'all. That's it. You're in it together. Trust in karma. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but also if you go viral that's cool too and just come back and, and chat with us and we'll uh i don't know help in whatever way we can <laughs> all right guys we will see you next time talk to you soon bye